Hi, I'm Corey Carl, host of Moms at Midnight, where all of us moms get together in the middle of the night. Whether you're here because you stayed up till midnight to get some alone time and wrap up the daily tasks, or you're up in the middle of the night for that sick kiddo or late night feed, you're welcome here. This is our not-so-secret secret club that's exclusive, but everyone's invited. I'm so glad you're here. Hey everyone, welcome back to the good old Moms at Midnight. Um, This is, I have not recorded a podcast episode in a hot minute. It's been a second, so there's a little sabbatical there, but we're back and I am starting a three-part series. I don't know, maybe four, who knows, but at least three parts of just friendship and adulthood. And so I'm here with my friend Amanda. Hi, everybody. And we are basically just going to talk about our story. So this podcast will be a little bit different than like other ones that I've had with people. Um, It'll be less like I ask a question and like Amanda answers. We're just going to kind of tell our journey of friendship, which is a pretty juicy one. Yes, (laughs) it's it's been an interesting road, (laughs) I would say. We've got some good some good stuff, some, hopefully some nuggets of wisdom sprinkled in there. Maybe Maybe. some people can learn from our mistakes and our successes. Yeah. I feel like it's been more success than mistake. For sure. For sure. I, I kind of wonder when I think about like adulthood and friendship, especially among women, like what are some of the like, biggest challenges. Yeah. That you, like, what do you think, like, in your... In my professional opinion, as a friend, um, I don't know. I, okay, this may be unique to me, but I have, like, I think that my biggest problem with, like, having friends as an adult has been just, like, crap that I've had to deal with from, like, misguided friendships as a child. Like, not knowing how to like be a good friend and not having had good friends in childhood. Um, and then like that kind of translated into like not really understanding how to like have an adequate friendship as an adult. Mm -hmm. And then also just like, I don't know. I didn't know how to be an adult at all period on myself. Like I didn't know know how to myself be a good adult Yeah, and like therefore be a good friend to other people. And also like, I think the biggest problem is lots of shallow friendships. Like, I think that that is probably like that to me seems like a big overarching problem. Like we'll like chit chat about like the happenings of the day, but like, we're not going to like get down and dirty and talk about like the real crap Mm -hmm. Um, or like show up to each other's houses when they're a mess and just like jump in and fold the laundry or like, I don't think there's enough of that. There's a lot of like, I'm going to put on my best and show you my best, and, like, have a surface level, like, you think I've got my crap together friendship. Yeah. Um, I have less of that problem. (laughs) (laughs) I think I also have less of that problem just because I think what I have struggled with in adult friendships has really been being almost in a different period of life. Mm. Like if you've been friends with someone for a long time, right? If you've been friends with someone for a decade, even if you met them in college and 
you're still friends. Like there, there are usually going to be periods where you maybe aren't in the same space. Mm -hmm. And so you can't understand that person. Like if, you know, you're still single when your friends are getting married, like you have single, you have single friend time yeah, and your friends who are married don't. And like that is compounded even further. Like when there are children brought into the picture Mm -hmm. or there's a life crisis or a health crisis or, Mm -hmm. you know, there's just like, there's all these timing things and like going back to what you said about there just not being this this bridge that mm-hmm. was built um, from like how to be a good friend in childhood and having good friends in childhood into how does that look in adulthood? Like how do we talk about expectations right. in friendships? Right. How do we talk about um, wh- am I getting what I need from you mm-hmm. um, or me being honest with you and saying like, I don't know if I can give you that right now. Yeah. But just know I still really deeply love you. Right. right. And that that not turning into mm-hmm. a personal attack. Yeah. For sure. So, so like I and and I I would say like our our friendship has experienced mm-hmm. some of what I just talked about. Oh yeah. So, I don't know, do you want to do you want to tell the just like how we how we met, how we came to know one another. Well, yeah, you're my boss. My favorite story. <laughs> Some such a lie. Amanda and I met, but it's a lie that turns into the truth. Okay, so. that's fair. That is. Fair. <laughs> Amanda has been my boss. She does not claim this period of time as being my boss, but there was a period of time that she was actually my boss. So no, we met. At a wonderful middle school, magical little middle school. <laughs> magical place. It really it, was. We met in the nice meadow of the Glen. We did. And um, I don't, you, so my first year teaching though, you, we were not same grade level. My no, first year. No, It was my second year teaching. The first interaction that I remember having with you. Oh, I don't do know you, if I want to know. Do you know? know? No. <laughs> it's going to be so funny. The first interaction that we had this could go so many ways <laughs> i had just been like named house leader and like was being installed in that role and i was talking generally about lesson plans <laughs> and you were upstairs and you were like basically yelling down like I'm not writing any lesson plans. Like, who are you? Who are you to tell me um, about lesson plans? And I remember responding and being like, that is, that makes sense. But you are a new teacher and here are the benefits of lesson planning for new teachers. And it was like... (laughs) It was like how people tell you when you encounter a bear, like, get big and get loud. Um, and I guess, like, I was the bear, and you were the get big, get loud. Like, yeah, like, you can't tell me what no, that's the um, So oh that my is my gosh. first, like, really crystallized memory of, like, meeting you. And having an interaction. <laughs> Why are we friends? 
There's so much more to the story. <laughs> there really is. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, that feels like a, a literal lifetime ago. It, it, I, I mean, but, like, wasn't it? We've been through... <laughs> yeah. We, that, well, that was I mean, 2015, 14, 16. That was 2016. So 16. We're, we're talking now about like it was nearly almost 10 a decade. years ago. Yeah. Eight years ago. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. So that's where we met as school teachers. Um, and I feel like though you are, so you are the house leader, which is technically not my boss, but like also a step above me. Okay. So, okay. It, yeah, whatever. So you have to tell me what to do, which I perceived as a bo- my boss. <laughs> but it's fine. But no, that group of teachers, though, just like hung out a lot outside of school, I feel like. Yeah. Like I, we had a lot of camaraderie. There was like good culture. Yeah, yeah. there was a good culture that like, um, I mean, I came into a good culture mm-hmm. in that in that regard. Yeah. Um. I would like to think that I brought like some professional structure. What? We were a we were a rowdy bunch, right? But like <laughs> the camaraderie, I think was really strong. Hence um, the boss status. Yeah. So then, my next clearest memory was like in in terms of like our friendship developing. Mm-hmm. Um, had to be you getting pregnant with your twins. What a time. Because I remember you, like, trying to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. I remember you finding out you were pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I very clearly, because it was in the spring. Yeah, because I, like, paraded around the school with my two, my ultrasound pictures. I remember it being, like, a stomp the swamp day or something Mm -hmm. like that. And you had gone to your first ultrasound. Yeah. And we were like, but what if it's twins? And you came back and you were like, but it's twins! It's twins! And so we were like all celebrating that. Yeah. And then that same, around that same time, um, was also the redneck regatta. The redneck. Always a good time. But you were pregnant. I was stone cold sober. You were pregnant during that. Yes. And John, this was like the first time that John is being introduced. John is my husband for our listeners. Um, This is the first time like John is really being like introduced. Because y'all had just gotten married, right? We weren't even married. You weren't married yet. Yes. You weren't married yet. Because this is. 2016. 2016? No. No. 2017. 2017. No. We are not even engaged. No. Because we got engaged in he was, late he 20s. He was new to the scene. Yeah. So late 2017, we got engaged. Um, but I, so we went, we had the regatta. It was like a time that it was um, just of debauchery and like fun. And um, just float down a river. But I remember. Have a hurricane punch. <laughs> I remember Calvin. <laughs> Getting back in, like, the raging river to save. Because it stormed. It was storming. Yes, it rained a lot, but the river was fast. It was so really fast. fast. And I remember Calvin, like, jumping back in to save, like, an old Navy flip-flop. And you're, like, yeah. on the beach, like, there goes the father of my children. <laughs> like, Sayonara, I guess I'm John, raising these kids alone. John jumped in 
to like get <laughs> him in with a branch. Yeah, like get him out of the water and make sure that like the river didn't carry him off. Um, <laughs> and so I feel like that is probably when you are like, this chick is like, she's okay. She's cool. Like, she saves my husband's she's life. She's cool. And then, um, so like we were, you know, friends. I feel like you have finally let your hair down though. Yeah. yeah. This was the moment that you let your hair down. And so we were like friendly or in that time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then John and I got engaged in 2017 and we're going to get married in like early 2018. Yeah. And because we were like later in life, we knew that we would like, like start kind of like trying to have a family. Mm Mm-hmm. Early on. Yeah. So I think what really like solidified our relationship. So your twins were born. I remember texting you because I was in Colorado the mm-hmm. day the twins were born. I remember mm-hmm. like being at your baby shower. I remember all of that. And yes. then like that was in late 2017 mm-hmm. that the twins were December born. December 21st. And then in 2018 you were, like, bringing them around, mm-hmm. and I was talking to you pretty heavily about, like, fertility. Yes, that is. We did. We connected and, on fertility. And I think that that is really, like, what yeah. kind of solidified our bond on a deeper level. Right. It's like, okay, this person is going to be my friend. Yeah. We are entering the into... The same kind of life stage. Uh, yeah, yeah. A period of life that... Is the same. Because you were just nervous about getting pregnant, I think. So I'll, you, like, you want to have a baby soon. A until- <laughs> You're like, I want to have a baby quick and I want to get pregnant. And I was like, let me tell you all the ways. Yeah. Um, if you're curious about pregnancy and how to get pregnant, please tune in to the episode called How I Got Knocked Up or Getting Knocked Up. I think it's episode two. That's a good one. <laughs> For sure. Oh, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> so Talk juicy. all about fertility um, and getting pregnant. So, like, that was in January, February that you were, like, bringing the twins around Uh and, like, visiting. Uh And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so nice. You know, this is, like, what John and I have sort of agreed to in terms of starting a family. But, like, I'm just a little nervous because I was already considered geriatric pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Or getting pretty close. Yeah. At that point. And um, fortunately for us, we got pregnant like pretty quickly because we got married in March and I got pregnant in April. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then like pregnancy and like, like obviously we're like super. Well then we talked a ton because I was not working and I took over for you teaching. But then also you got pregnant. I did get pregnant. I was pregnant again. Um, like, four months after you were pregnant. So your students had a pregnant teacher and then a pregnant long-term sub. Yes. <laughs> it was great. It and was. then I was like, oh, when are you coming back to work? Because <laughs> I'm done. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pregnant. I have twins at home. I did this thing for you. I don't even know social studies. <laughs> Thanks for great lesson plans. Right. I'm right. glad you write lesson plans. <laughs> See? See how things come full circle? <laughs> Who would have known? But yeah, so we but we had talked a ton about, because we were both pregnant, so we were talking about yeah. being pregnant, and then about we how were talking about would be like pals. Yes, and then we talked about how Killian was a girl, Cammie was a boy. 
We were betrothing them before they were even out the womb. Yeah. It's still fine with me, too. Yeah, same. Um, And then we talked a lot about, like, me long-term subbing for you. Correct. And then I long-term subbed for you. And then we talked, like, then we just, we just talked more, like, yeah daily like we yeah, had been sure. talking like daily and so then we had just been in the habit of talking daily and then by the time like Killian came too so mm-hmm. like Killian came we were talking daily and then like we just kind of fell into like Cammy the rhythm came. yeah and then Cammy came and then we just had babies together and so mm-hmm. we were in like the same life stage so it just made sense for us to hang out correct and talk about all the baby things yeah and so that was That was 2019. Like, if you're looking Mm -hmm. for a timeline, that was 2019. And, um, you know, we had babies the same age, roughly. So they were playing. And, um, you know, we were just, we had like a really, that's when the Watermelon Mm -hmm. Project began. Because we had a really strong friend group. Mm -hmm. um, And we, had this that was idea. Such a fun night. That was a fun night. Like some of our other friends and us, we were together and we had gotten in this habit of like sending ridiculous gifts to our other friends via Amazon. Via Amazon. Very funny. Um, 10 and, out of 10 recommend. And then the watermelon project was born um, on a random like girls' night. Yeah, well, it was supposed to be like a ton of people. Yeah. And then it ended up just being the four of us. Yeah. And to get back at the people that didn't come, we sent them ridiculous gifts. We did. Um, and so the Watermelon Project is still, still vibing it pretty is. hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so that happened. And then, I mean, we like traveled and hung out. Yeah. The camping just, like, trip normal. of 2019. Happen. Remember that camping trip? Which one? We've the Orchard so Lake one. Okay. Orchard where, Lake. Where we were all camping. It was when South Carolina beat Georgia. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. And that was when Calvin. Courtney's. That was when Courtney's SOS alarm went off at like four yes. a.m. and yes. we were like, and it "Are rained. you alive?" We still had our little tiny RV, and Katie was like, "I'm just gonna sleep in this Eno." <laughs> Um, turns out she wasn't, so she was, like, sleeping on our extra bed with, like, our giant dogs at the time, because... That was a great trip. It was really fun. It was really fun. Because that was, like, all the people. Yeah, it was everyone. Yeah. It was, even, um, were the prices there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the prices were there. It was so fun. Gosh. It was, it was a so good time. Fun. Prices, if you're listening, we miss you. So much. So much. But, yeah, that trip was really fun. So, it was just, like, general, like, normal, like, getting to know you. Yeah, like, yeah. y'all were, were y'all in Bar Lake yet? You had yeah, to have yeah, yeah. We moved in twenty. So, there were a lot of just, like, hangout nights, yeah. playing, kids playing, and just doing life together kind of stuff. For that year, and then 2020. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> then 2020. I feel like that's all I have to say. And if like, you have a everyone, good COVID story, you should share it here. Everyone just heart, <laughs> collectively heard that, and their hearts just, they're like, don't say it. Yeah. Yeah. So then 2020, which I, so personally, I'm just like a crazy social butterfly. Like, I have to be around all the people, and so like... 
it was a very trying time for me. Um, especially like the ages of my kids, like when everything shut down, like Camden, I was already a stay at home mom with the three kids and Camden wasn't even one yet. And the twins were two. Yeah. So like I had two, two year olds and a not even one year old, like an infant. And so like the worst time for the world to shut down, like I was not ready for like, but also because your husband still has work. Yes, he did. He is yeah. an essential worker or whatever. I was stay at home mom. He was, had to, he still had to go to people's houses straight up. Like, yeah. and so like he was still interacting with people all the time and he is very introverted and I am very extroverted. And so he would get home from work and I would just unload on the man because like I had not been around anyone. I couldn't be around anyone. Yeah. So, but that was like the age of the bubble and we decided yes, yes, that we were going to be in the bubble together that like we did, we had like a little family pod mm-hmm. happening. And so probably like six or so weeks, I would think like, yeah, it was a mid April or May. No, it had to be May. Mm-hmm. Um, because we, we went camping. Yeah. Because it was like, COVID was really hard. We both were like personally affected by a tragedy mm-hmm. during COVID, which was really hard. Um, the Watermelon Project was meeting for coffee dates, which is... In we, the parking lot. Yes. Oh. Which is really one of my favorite. Oh like, my gosh, that really was great. I would bring those back anytime. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. They were amazing. When Katie brought the wolf? No, it just came. It just ran by. No, she brought... Don't you remember she was going to have a wolf as a pet? It was like half wolf. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because Amy came to that, too. Sometimes. I remember her cuddling the wolf. Yes, yes. We all sat in the back of our cars in a little circle. Yes. And... It was nice. It was nice. I think I would bring that back... Sans COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little circle up in the parking yeah. lot with coffee. And it would mm-hmm. always be like like 7 to 9 in the morning. Yeah. So it was like a cute time. Because didn't Courtney have to go into work? No, because school was still... School still out? Closed, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, okay, so then we had the pod. Like the yes. family pod. Yes. And we would go camping and mm-hmm. our kids would play and they were so small we put them in a fence. We would build a fence out of, like, a makeshift fence. <laughs> out like of a picnic table. Picnic tables and, like, whatever barriers we could find to keep these toddlers. Because there were four of them. Yeah. Inside the camping area. <laughs> and we would drink rosé. So much rosé. And so we, so rosé fence was born. Mm-hmm. And um, we 10 out of 10 recommend a rosé fence. Yes. An N.A. rosé fence, a frosé fence. Like, whatever Whatever. your rosé is, like... Do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's great. The kids are thriving today, just in case you're scared. They're fine. They are survived rosé fence. Um, So we were camping and hanging out and, like, having a lot of, like, taco nights Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um just hunkering down together essentially. Yeah, for pretty much the whole summer until school opened back up and then mm-hmm. you still weren't working? No, I was. That's so I got my job yes. teaching again right before everything shut down. 
Okay. Like, I had gotten hired right before everything shut down because I had, like, a normal interview. And I remember feeling like crap at that interview. And I was like, was that, did I have Did I have it? I was freaking out. Mm. Um, so I um, had my interview. I got hired. And then everything shut down. And I was still hired for the next year. And we yeah. had, like, gone back hybrid. And so we had kind of, like, cooled off on hanging yeah. out just because, like, I was... Life. Yeah, well, life, and I was back at school, and so, like, I was back around the kids all the time. Well, and, like, I was, too. Were you back at... Okay, yeah, because so you, yeah, you weren't virtual yet, so yeah. we, we kind of... But, yeah, it was... So, it was just life. That was just life. But we were still, like, potting pretty hard. Yeah. Because I remember at the holidays... We had that nice dinner in my backyard. We did have that nice <gasps> dinner, and then also, then you guys came to our house... Mm-hmm. For a dinner. Yes. And Calvin had COVID. And so I had to go on quarantine. And that was like into January. Yeah. So like basically we finished out 2020 like still friends, still really close, still yes. working. Things. And then we exposed you. And then then I did have to get quarantined. We were fine. Yeah. But I did have to get quarantined. And it was still such like a new... Mm-hmm. period and it was so controversial and it was just like a strange time yeah um and also you were pregnant again mm-hmm. i was pregnant again in 2021 the beginning of 2021 mm-hmm. so pregnant again and things were going pretty smoothly mm-hmm. and we had planned a this is really timely because it was a valentine's trip it was we were going to do a little gift exchange with the children. We were. I, think, I remember. I think I dropped off Killian's little teddy bear that my boys got her. Yeah, and I had bags for her kids, too. Mm-hmm. We tra- I remember We did that. a little tradesy. So this brings us to... Um, <laughs> a pivotal moment. pivotal moment. And it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of, like, what are the challenges? What are the barriers? Right. To adult friendships. Yes. Um... Because I'm gonna pour more NA rose for this. This, this, this is this it. story. This is the story. Secretly wishing that maybe it was real. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is what you came for. Oh. Um, so we have a little Valentine's trip. Mm-hmm. I'll let you go first because you have to tell about maybe the baby. Okay. So I was pregnant, but. Um, back in October, we had gone on a camping trip, um, up in North Carolina and right before the trip, I had taken a pregnancy test and it was very faintly positive. And then we were on the trip or maybe I'd like taken, I had kind of kept taking pregnancy tests and they like just weren't getting darker and it was like freaking me out. And then we were on the trip and I, like, brought a ton of pregnancy tests with me on the trip. And, like, they just, like, weren't getting darker. And I was freaking out. I was, like, I don't – this isn't normal. Like, this isn't right. And, like, so I was just, like, really on edge. Um, and, like, my parents were, like, trying to celebrate this pregnancy. And, like, they were so excited. And I just, like, in my gut knew something was wrong. And um, then when we got back from the trip, we were – I was, I was like, like, I think I had called my doctor and been like, hey, like, this just doesn't seem right. Maybe I didn't call her until I started bleeding. But I started bleeding, and it was, like, a lot. It was crazy. 
And then I called my doctor and went in for a few different blood draws and like they called me and they were like, hey, yeah, it's definitely a miscarriage. Um, so I was like super upset about that. And like I already kind of had come to terms with it. Like on that trip, I think I was dealing with like no knowing that something wasn't right. But like everyone around me was kind of like, it's fine. It's fine. Like it'll be fine. And I was like, it's not fine. <laughs> I can tell it's not fine. And so I had like a lot of emotional turmoil. And then like before they had called me and been like, hey, it's a miscarriage. You need to take like a month off of trying. I was like, well, we maybe haven't been preventing. Like, is that a problem? And they're like, no, but it's just like best to try and give your body a month in between. And I was like, okay, well, it turns out I had like immediately gotten pregnant again. So I didn't even really have time to like mourn the loss of the pregnancy before, before I like already had to like try and switch my mind to be like, no, we need to be excited. Like we need to be positive and like, cause I'm all about like the good vibes of the mom, like help the baby to mm -hmm. grow well. I don't know. I just feel like if my body is like running well, then like it's best to grow this next baby. So like I basically just kind of suppressed all of that, just like pushed it down and yeah. was like, it didn't happen. I need to focus on this new baby and like make sure that this one is healthy. And so that was like November. And then, so I was pregnant and then I finally had like my first ultrasound and like everything was looking really good. And it was only one baby, <laughs> which was also like a stressful thing leading up to the first ultrasound is like, please tell me it's just one. <laughs> and thankfully it was just one. And then yeah, so I was just, like, kind of in this headspace of, so I'm trying to think, like, November, December, January. So I would have just finally made it out yes. of, like, the scary time, like, the first trimester and, like, mm -hmm. gotten into the second trimester. So, like, I was just finally able to, like, kind of let my guard down a little bit. And then I feel like in that time I was also, like, in letting down the guard of, like, I have to stay positive, have to stay positive, have to stay positive. Like, I have to make it through this first trimester yeah. positive. Mm -hmm. Like, I kind of let that guard down. And in letting that guard down, it, like, brought up, yeah. like, the feelings that I had kind of suppressed from losing the baby in October. And so I was just, like, in a super heightened, wound up state. And then my brother's wedding was the 21st of um, January. And they had had like this dinner with like these breadsticks and my mom had some leftover breadsticks and she gave some to my children because they weren't, they technically didn't have milk in them, but we think they're, we have no idea what happened. This is all speculation. But so one of my twins is anaphylactic allergic to milk and he all of a sudden like out, seemingly out of nowhere had this huge anaphylactic reaction to milk and or I, we're guessing and I had to give him an EpiPen and it just like sends me into this terrible headspace. My body and my mind were like in this state of like these traumas. Yeah. And um, I was kind of operating in that space. Yeah. So we planned this trip. We did. <laughs> and in saying all of that too, I remember you also um, kind of searching for a faith community. and. Yeah. Finding one and kind of, you know, getting into that mm -hmm. and me just, you know, kind of making requests of like, okay, but like, are we still in the pod? Right. Like, where are we with that? Um, 
and your family like saying like, yeah, we're still in the pod and like, it's good and we'll, we'll do these things. And so one of the things that your family had kind of agreed to do was to like avoid large crowds like Mm -hmm. church, um, you know, just like before the trip, like a couple weeks before the trip. Yeah. And then your brother's wedding was like so late in January Mm -hmm. and you had planned to do everything. And then it was like pretty close to the week of the trip and we were planning meals like on Monday for like a Friday departure. So we were texting and like just getting all those things in order the way that you would when you're going on a trip, right? And um, I don't know, I don't know now how the text came through, but it was basically like, um, you know, if you could just not bring any dairy this weekend, we'd really appreciate it or something. Like, yeah. I mean, it was, it, I'm paraphrasing for sure, yeah, yeah. but it wasn't, it wasn't like unpleasant or demanding yeah, um, or anything like that. It's probably like, I'm freaking out and I'm really nervous. Can you not bring yeah. dairy? But like, it just sent our relationship, like that request, I think mm-hmm. was like pivotal, I guess. Yeah. It was something. It was something. It was something. I don't know if pivotal is like that. Pivotal is like maybe the nice. It was like the straw that broke the camel's back. (laughs) Yeah, pivotal is like the hindsight word, right? (laughs) Yeah. Like, um, it was like the moment where it was like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. And you can. I don't want to speak for you, but you can kind of share if I like misrepresent it. I think there were sort of these um, reactions on both sides Mm -hmm. that were kind of like you. My reaction was. You're asking me to change my child's diet, like, pretty significantly, like, in in basically 48 hours. Like, that's not really possible, and I don't know why it would be even, like, a request, because we have never given an indication that we would make your child unsafe. Right. And I was like, you just made me isolate from people for two whole weeks. <laughs> To go on this trip with you. Mm-hmm. So we're both asking things of each other. And I just want you to do this for me. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think we, like, we're downplaying, I think, the gravity. Yeah. Um, of, like, this conflict. I, I do think that, like, um, if, if we're talking about friendship and we're talking about, like, expectations of being a good friend and... Um, how to do that and what that looks like and doing it in adulthood. We're definitely like, we are making light of like how heavy the conflict was at the time. Yeah, because it was like um, do or die. Yeah. We it was, were like, it was is like, this the end of the friendship? Yeah, it was pretty like, it was like pretty painful. And like ultimately, I think the the most painful part was not like the request. Like we just couldn't see a path to compromise at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I wound up backing out of the trip. Yeah. Like literally the day before we were supposed to leave. Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, we just won't go. You were like, we'll pay our half, but we're not going. Yeah. I think on both sides, there was some processing. Yeah. That happened like with other people that we like love and trust, like about like, what is actually happening here? Right, right. And why did this happen? And, like, is it even worth salvaging Right. at this point? Yeah. And then I kind of 
was like, okay, well, if this is what's happening, like, I'm diving 1,010% into church and, like, a community group and all of that. And you were like, okay, I guess we're out the pod then. Then the pod was over. And... Yeah. And so this is, like, secondary to the trip, like, after the trip and, like, us not going and all of those uncompromising, mm-hmm. maybe unprocessed feelings. Because we were yeah. really, like, we didn't talk about the trip specifically. No. Until much later. Right. But we did talk about, okay, you're diving into this thing. Mm-hmm. And we are not ready to do that yet just because of the the way the world was, was still at that time. Yeah, yeah. And so... It was very painful mm-hmm. because I think what we were saying to each other is like, there's still love here, but we are just in an impossible situation yeah. and we have to make this choice. And my perspective was like, you're saying my family's not good enough. Right. And that hurts more than anything mm-hmm. um, because like, I don't know what we could have done to be good enough. Yeah. If anything. And I, I mean, you couldn't have. And like, I, I tried, I'm, I tried my best to communicate that at the time. Like, there's nothing that you did. There's nothing that like, you couldn't give me in friendship. It was more for me, like, you were like, what is best for my child is to keep her safe. And I was like, well, what's best for my children is to get them around like lots of kids. And because they're driving each other crazy and beating each other up in my mm-hmm. house. Like, And so it was, like, what was best for our families didn't align. And, like, that was really, really hard because it was, like, painful for you because I – and, like, I I hated making you feel like that. Like, I hated making you feel like Killian wasn't good enough or y'all weren't good enough because, like, that's not it at all. It was just my wanting that and more. Like, I wanted my cake and I wanted to eat it too, you know? Like, I I wanted both and, like – I had to be in church because of, like, where my headspace was and, like, how dark of a place that I was in. Yeah. I needed that to function. And what we felt was best for our families, like, didn't align. And it pushed us away. And that was just hard. It was just so hard. Yeah. I agree. Um, That was a really hard period. And I think... Looking back on it, like, we've been able to have conversations about mm-hmm. it. But, like, looking back on it, I can, like, distinctly remember times when I'm like, oh, I should just, like, text Corey, like, this thing or, like, that thing. And then I was like, mm, no, I guess I just won't. Yeah. Like, because she's, like, busy with her new life or whatever. <laughs> um, which is, like, that is a bit flippant. Like, not, yeah. like, her new life. But... Um, I'm sure it felt like that though. Like, it was just, yeah, but I don't want, I, like, it's not just all like on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it goes back to this whole, like, is there space, grace, understanding, mm-hmm. a transparent conversation? Right. And I think we were having a good conversation. Mm-hmm. I think that if either of us had been even remotely, like, less emotionally mature, we couldn't have even had, like, the heartfelt conversation that, oh, we, yeah. that we yeah. had. No. It would have just been a blow-up and, like, yeah, a falling. I, it would have been yeah. a falling out. 
you know, right. and, like, this is over. So, like, good on us right. for, for that. Like, I think we had that conversation in such a way that there were questions, mm-hmm. but we definitely, I think, knew in our hearts that it could not turn into a blow-up. Right. Because... There was something down the road that we felt like we could salvage. Yeah, for sure. And so, like, this advice is unsolicited, but if you're thinking about, like, your adult relationships Mm -hmm. and you want to have a blow up with a person, I would caution you to stop. Yeah. And think about, could you salvage this down the road if you don't have this blow up? Right. Because, like, I think that we we're able to just kind of like give each other space and like let us figure our crap out yeah. separately yeah. and then like yeah but i think we, the processing time is fair yeah and we like, knew at the time i think that this wasn't the end of our friendship yeah it was just kind of like a hiatus but i think like there is room in good friendships great friendships for space yeah which is to say like I know that maybe you're going through something right Mm -hmm. now and, like, maybe I'm not the best person to help with that. Right. And, like, that being okay. Exactly. Because there are things that people are going to have to process on their own. Right. I think women especially are fixers. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, like, what's difficult is, like, if your friend is going through something that you can't fix. Yeah. And you're trying to fix it. It maybe pushes them away. Right. Or even feels judgmental. Mm-hmm. Um, because they just need time and space to yeah. process. Yeah. You know? So we did that. Yeah. And then, then I was like, come to Mill City. This is yeah. the best place. This is the best place. Yeah. It's the best place. So that's true. And then... We did. We did. Yeah, finally got to Because I can't read a calendar. <laughs> so he said. <laughs> you brought the best food. Yeah. But even before that, I felt like we were still, like, good. Yeah. And then that's what led us to the place of, like, being able to, like, join the community That's group when I finally and... got my cake and I got to eat it, too. <laughs> got it both. Yeah. It was, like, a culminating moment for me. I was like, I have Amanda and community. <laughs> And Amanda is my community. This is so oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. Just took a just took a little bob and weave to get there. It did. But. It did. It did. But like I think I think for us, like, yes, well, we're not in the same community group now. We're not, which is sad. But. Um, which is sad, but has also forced us to like, move in our friendship with more intentionality mm-hmm. because we're not. And right. so we're not just seeing each other at these community group meetings. Um, so we have to, like, really try yeah. to, like, maintain our friendship in a different way. Right. And so that, to me, looks like a lot of things holding each other, like, maybe accountable. Right. Um, being intentional. Like, having the hard conversations. Mm-hmm. I think because we've been through some hard things, like, all of our accountability conversations are rooted really deeply in, like, love. Yeah. And not, like, judgment of the other yeah, person. for sure. Um, 
And I think that's what, like, carried our friendship, honestly, is, like, we knew that, like, behind it all was, like, love for the other person. Yeah. Like, it wasn't ever, like, I'm saying this because, like, I don't love you anymore. Like, yeah. it was, like, this is hard for me to say, and, like, I don't like this because yeah. I love you so much, but it just feels, like, impossible right now. Yeah. And so, and we've had, like, some bickers along the way. Some little, oh, yeah. Some little tips. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Well, I mean, we're always going to have, like, disagreements. Yeah. Right? And and even, like, some fundamental ones, honestly. Right. Um, but I feel like, for the most part, we have been able to navigate, like, even fundamental disagreements mm-hmm. um, with, like, more ease and grace yeah. than, like, maybe maybe some of my other friendships. Yeah. Have been able to? There's definitely been a lot of growth and transparency and communication along the way. Yeah, but I'm just, like, for me, like, I feel like that's how I want to operate. Like, that's not exclusive to this relationship. No, not at all. For me. I think I have it, like, maybe on a different level in this relationship. Mm -hmm. But, like, I am aspiring to that in all of my adult friendships because why not? Right. Because, like, if I would have, like, backing up, if I would have been, like, I'm just in a really, really bad headspace right now and, like, I just need help with this. Like, I'm freaking out. Like, I, from our friendship, just, like, need you to be supportive of the fact that, like, I'm freaking out. Yeah. And, like, I think that like had I been able to be self-aware enough of like this is all compounding and like I'm in a really bad headspace and like this isn't about you and like me not trusting you like this is about me and like not trusting myself and not trusting like like I thought that I was keeping Caden safe and like all of a sudden out of nowhere he just like is you know you know all this like thoughts that were going through my head that I almost was like well if I can just like put it on somebody else then it won't feel so heavy to me instead of communicating that I needed help with it like I just like blindly put it on somebody else yeah if that makes sense oh I think that 100% makes sense I think too though like the best part of like people and the resiliency of people and of friendships is that you and I, like, you specifically because you're sharing this example, but, like, mm-hmm. obviously me too. Like, we learned so much about emotional intelligence. Yeah, absolutely. And about how to show up for another woman mm-hmm. outside of our friendship. Like, those conflicts in our friendship made me a better friend to other people. Definitely. And so, like, I can have grace for people and even almost, like, more readily recognize Mm -hmm. that maybe their issue is, like, deeper than I can see. Right. And I think the other thing just about, like, being an adult woman and, like, having relationships with other adult women is that... A lot of times, like, what you take as a personal attack on you has nothing to do with you at all. Right. That pretty much sums up us. Yeah. I feel like that's the best way to tell our story. 
Yeah, and I think, like, we just keep... I think we are growing together. Like, we're growing together Mm -hmm. in a really good way. Like... Yeah. And I'm super... I'm just super excited. It's good. Yeah. I'm super excited about, like, the future, like, of our friendship. And, like, watching our kids grow up together Mm -hmm. is really, like, joyful. Absolutely. And so, yeah. So fun. Okay, so if we could leave with one parting piece of advice from our friendship what would be like what would be your piece of advice that you've taken from our friendship my piece of advice would be um it's never too late to apologize or take accountability mm-hmm. for your role in something that maybe went awry um and in doing that, you may be let down the guard of the other person. You're really disarming their defense mm-hmm. mechanism. Right. When you do that, yeah. to give them a space to say, I was reacting in this way because I felt ashamed, mm-hmm. scared, judged by you. Mm-hmm. And like honoring that space for them. I think will help people vibrate on a higher level, not only in their own heart, but like in their relationships as well. This dog. What would you take away? She just wants to be part of the podcast. What would I take away? I think from our friendship, I would take away that it's worth fighting for. Like friendship, good, deep friendship. Like if you find it, like don't just let disagreements, big or small. Because, I mean, we've had some massive fights and, like, it's worth staying the course. It's worth pursuing and when you find, like, that deep-rooted friendship in somebody, like, it's worth going through the trials. Because, like, I can say that I feel like we've had more sweet moments than sour. Like, more rosé fences than milk trips. So, I don't let the big... Don't let the fights, like, define the friendship, you know? Yeah. Like, let... Like, learn and grow. Right. Like, it can just be a way that you come together. It doesn't have to be something that drives you apart, so... Amen. Amen. Cheers to the pod! Cheers to friendship. <laughs> Woohoo! And to Rosé Fences. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, so, yeah, so stay tuned. There will be a couple more episodes on friendship um, that I'm really looking forward to, so... Be on the lookout for this. Okay, love y'all. Bye.